Welcome to Eau Claire is Here, your place to find out a little bit more about the people, places, and happenings going on in the best little city in Wisconsin. And now your hosts, Jane Seymour Kunig, Jerry Annis, Scott Kunig, and special guest, Martha Annis. Welcome to our first podcast of Eau Claire is Here, You Should Be Too. I am very happy and excited to announce that we're going to be starting a podcast about the city of Eau Claire and the people, places, and things to do and visit and know about Eau Claire. My name is Jane Seymour Kunick, and I'm a realtor at Donald Real Estate. And I am very happy and proud. This is my husband, Scott Kunick. He's going to be doing some interviewing with us on the podcast. And then my colleague and friend and fellow realtor, Jerry Annis, is also going to be doing this podcast with me. Jerry and I have known each other for a very long time since we were kids. And it's just really fun and natural to be hanging out with him again and chatting with him. Well, good. We're excited too, Jane. And I'm excited. I appreciate being involved in this. This was something that you came up with, Jane. Eau Claire is here and you should be too. I think that's absolutely perfect because we lived here. We raised our kids here, school. We work here. And there's so many great things about Eau Claire to share with people. And, you know, and during these podcasts, we're all going to be we're going to be sprinkling in some of the real estate stuff too, because we are real estate agents. And I think the fact is, is we love this place. And if you want to be here too, we'd love to help and give you some guidance and direction and get you here. So that's really the purpose. I think for both of us, we want this thing to be fun and engaging, but also a resource for all those different things that are going on with Eau Claire, the showcase and and the real estate. So excited and happy to be a part of it. So this first podcast we pre-taped some other podcasts but decided to step back and revisit our first one and kind of address what of course everybody's going through with the coronavirus emotionally and physically and as far as businesses you know for us realtors we were put on the essential list in wisconsin to be able to still be able to do real estate and that was done of course with some guidance from our MLS and the National Association of Realtors as far as how we go about going into houses and and, and all that. It's certainly different, unprecedented, but the fact of the matter is people are buying homes, they're selling homes, whether it's by choice or relocation, divorce, death. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're in that situation and you need to move, we're ready to help. For everybody else, I think it comes down to it. If, if they're comfortable and they want to buy a house and they're comfortable to look, we're ready to help them. If you think you want to sell your house and you're comfortable with that, we'd love to help you as well. But there's a lot of things within real estate, not only with our brokerage, but our board, the WRA. There's a lot of things in place to make it a safe environment. So there's a lot of these protocols you know, we're supposed to screen clients and make sure they're feeling okay. But a lot of precautions as well by individual agents, the home showings, we're using hand sanitizers, we're wearing rubber gloves, we're putting booties on, we're minimizing our interaction inside these homes, also signing waivers, and we have addendums if in case these timelines need to be extended. So, so we're doing all those things and 
it's, it's just, it's a different time. We're a little surprised actually how busy we are, which is great. And we anticipate once we kind of come out of this, that our busy spring market will kind of fall into the fall. However, if anybody is interested in listing their property, you know, now is still a great time to list because we're all working with buyers who need houses and, and the market is, is still pretty good. The interest rates are good and there's people that want to and need to move. So, yeah, well, and you know, we're about a month into this COVID you know, and I, I think you can take and look at it those different ways. But I think some people are getting restless and ready to get back to work. I think it depends on how much of the news you're watching and listening to, and it can kind of get emotional. But Martha was going to go over some of the things that we're doing. You know, we've got the downtime now, so she's making sure we're productive. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, though. I still can't find time to do the projects I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I get those done. But I I think my word for today is uh, resiliency, how we are all adapting. You know, so many of us are busy mom and dads, chasing kids, Uh, you know, our our whole daily dynamics have changed. And so with Jerry being home more, we have to take turns. When somebody's grumpy, the other one needs to be patient (laughs) and vice versa. And just try to be kind to each other because some days it's tough. It's tough. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping people are taking time to just realize that it's okay to be slow. It's okay to relax. It's okay to pick up a book and it's okay to maybe do nothing. We, We always feel like we have to stay so busy and it's okay. We're given a gift of time right now. So I'm hoping people are choosing to be positive and and enjoying that time and productive yeah i totally agree i mean i think sometimes i take some time for myself but i never feel good about it i always feel guilty and i'm trying really hard to be mindful i think we all need to slow down and this is just you know maybe god's way of telling us all to slow down a little bit and i'm trying to enjoy slow down because i'll still come home in the old habits of you know what's on the schedule what are we even, you know, we've been doing some Zoom calls with friends and playing games, which has been a nice way to connect with people. But it really t- takes this time to really realize what's important. And it's been nice in that respect if we can look at it from that perspective. You know, be mindful, be selfless. I mean, and I'm just surprised at how many people are willing to help neighbors and friends and elderly parents, willing to run to the grocery store because... They might be a little older, maybe have some underlying issues. I think once we pull out of this, I think everyone's going to have a different perspective. I hope so. A little more gratitude, look at life a little differently, maybe take a little more time to reach out to the people that you love. And, and, you know, this is about Eau Claire. I am just so happy the way Eau Claire has reacted to this. You know, the city and the the county, just I was on the website today, and they were – on this thing they were very proactive and all the communication the testing the resources you know both for health and the mental uh wellness i mean you go to that website it's just loaded with phone numbers and people to talk to if you think you might be feeling sick and some of those symptoms and whatnot so and that's kind of tough for some people you know especially in this time period more time at home and alone and it can allow some of those thoughts to kind of sneak in 
I'm, I'm thankful for you, uh, Scott. You're going to kind of go out on a limb today and talk about your experience a little bit and some of the things that people have used to cope with some of those feelings. So, well, yeah, a lot of people right now are experiencing a lot of high anxiety and stress and depression, all things that can weaken our immune system. And my hope is through some of the interviews that I'm going to share and my personal story that it provides some valuable insights and some wisdom that we can learn from each other. And I can really relate with a personal experience of anxiety and depression. I was raised by two wonderful parents right here in Eau Claire. And along with all the great qualities, I also inherited some anxiety, definitely being a worry ward and I appreciated Jane's patience with that. It really became significant in eighth grade. I had developed whooping cough, actually all my brothers did. And if you're not familiar with it, it's definitely a unique name, but I had a hard time walking from class to class without coughing. And that meant I wasn't able to do sports and I enjoyed school. It was a lot of hard work. I got good grades, but sports was my release and my outlet and my love. And not being able to do that was really, really hard. And that's why I feel like I can relate with some of these students right now with everything just being cut, how hard it might be for them. And for me, that meant uh, leading me to my, it was my, the end of the eighth grade year, I believe it was my brother's first communion. And we went to Newman Community Church right on campus at UWEC. And I walked during a picnic over to the walking bridge and had a heart to heart with God and was a question whether it was all worth it if I wasn't able to do the things that I really enjoyed and thought, well, just uh, about jumping into that river. But I knew right away that that was not an option for me. The pain that it would cause my friends and family and it just wasn't a solution with my faith. And so it was a brief fleeting thought. And I definitely don't want to minimize you know, this story for anybody else that has had situations like that or th that right now what we are going through is very tough on a lot of people that not knowing. And But I, I'm hopeful that by sharing this, which definitely takes courage, a lot of my friends and family might not even know the depths of how challenging some of these things had been for me and some ups and downs ever since then, especially later in high school, I lost a lot of friends going through some depression and withdrawing and them not understanding that I wasn't myself and it was, you know, fairly isolating. And a lot of people maybe are feeling that way right now. And what helped me is the support of my family. And I always had just a deep desire and drive to overcome and the will until that nothing was going to keep me from doing some of the things that I enjoyed. I was going to keep working at it. And singing was another love of mine. And I was in choir in college, and I remember having so much anxiety, even in rehearsal, the butterflies and the stress headache. But I can say that with some counseling, uh, fortunately, I was able to uh, get to a place as I started coming out of my shell. I was really more of a shy person, but I was able to actually try to uh, sing a few solos even, uh, at least audition for them. And so it, just steps and steps. And, and some of the things that really helped was exercise, diet, sleep, obviously all part of that balance. But I also met Matt Kinzera, a friend in college, and I really got connected with him more outside of college. 
And he really got me into personal development and leadership books. And I say leaders are readers. And one of the things I would encourage is if you are struggling to get into that, the more you can feed yourself that positive information to balance out some of the negativity can be really helpful. Along with gratitude, when we focus on what we do have versus what we don't, it really helps us balance. And right now, this can be a great time. We get to reset, slow down, and take stock that with our family and friends, we can do this. We can get through anything. And if we focus on all that we do have, it really will help us gain that perspective that can be a real key of overcoming the tough days. We went to some leadership business seminars in the last year, which helped us realize that this might be a great way to create some awareness, but also learn some other things. And we've been doing some meditating, can meditate on gratitude, lots of just deep breathing exercises that can help us relax during these trying times and be another way to balance that perspective and find some more peace of mind. That's really some of the big keys that have helped me. There's going to be some resources that we'll put up on the website, which is a work in progress. We'll have some resources there. Um, maybe some of the books that I've read that I found helpful. and But one of the things that we can recognize is that actually thinking about all this, I really realized that, the, that before all this fear and uncertainty, we've definitely always had some of that. The fear of judgment, the fear of criticism, the fear of doing the right thing, the fear of picking the right person and all that fear. If we can learn to, again, do some of these other things to balance and take this time we can come out of this stronger, recognizing how great all the things that we're taking for granted that we can really appreciate coming out of this. For me, one of the reasons I didn't share this story really with many people was because of that fear of judgment and criticism. And if there's negativity out there, try not to engage in unless we're doing it with some compassion. Hey, Scott, I'm glad you didn't jump in the river. But, but the next time you jump in the river, it better be off a pontoon boat. <laughs> Absolutely. We're planning on it. And we're going to do that this summer, even if we have to do it from a social distance. You bet. And you know what? I appreciate you sharing that story. That's not easy to do. So thanks for doing that. And the other thing I'd like to tell people about you, I, I think you probably have the best laugh of anybody that I know. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, Jerry, he's got a great sense of humor along and, you know, Jane and those Seymours have a great sense of humor. So you'll probably hear my laughter. I'm glad to hear that. People say that. I always think they're probably annoyed or it's obnoxious, but. No, it's very good. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should uh, do a few clips of some of our upcoming interviews. Take a listen. So now your daughters get into it as well. Um, was, was there pressure from your dad or, uh, you know, that you continue in this line? Or, I mean, you just had a general interest? Yeah, join the family business or else. No, they ne it was never like that. They, I always saw my dad come home with a smile on his face. He loved the business, and I'm sure there were tough moments, but he never, never got too hung up on that. He, he loved the people of the Eau Claire. Chippewa, you know, the, the, what we would call the Chippewa Valley. I'm so excited to have these two wonderful people, some great friends. They have such a great story to tell, and I'm excited to share that with you. Yeah, the love of music brought all three of us together, some of us more than others, but uh, with Susie and I, that's where we fell in love. Uh, not that I didn't fall in love with you too, Scott. I did, just in different ways. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yes. I agree. You've really established um, a great foundation of, I mean, some of your leadership 
through your organization and I can see how then that probably just goes right into your business and how yeah. you manage and mm -hmm. and lead because you know obviously those are traits and um, are there other things that you would add um, a great leader really needs to be open-minded I can't do it all by myself so a great leader has to lead by example my parents taught me that I'm really excited to bring on our next guest to Eau Claire is here you should be too He's had a positive influence on my life. He's a great man. And I think the story that he's about to share with you and the impact he's made on others hopefully will make a positive impact on some of you out there. Someone came in, someone called me on the phone and said she was suffering from a migraine for 25 years. And I said, oh, you poor dear. You've been suffering from migraines for 25 years now. She said, no, I've had one for 25 years. And she said, can you help me? And I said, well, we tend to help most people. Uh, it's not a guarantee, but by all means, come on in. She did. And in one 25-minute session, the pain went away. And that's a pretty common thing. Stay tuned for new episodes of Oh, Claire is Here, You Should Be Too. And if you want to support this new podcast, be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, and write a review. Until next time, Oh, Claire is Here, You Should Be Too.